Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Eavesdrop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Honey and Full Sail University. I'll tell you a little bit more about them later. I have a friend of mine who I've known for close to three years now. Might be four, actually. Might be four. I think it's four, yeah. I used to see you at the gym all the time and feel embarrassed. I had a trainer and you were out there doing it by yourself just looking <laughs> buff, dude. Not me. Uh, this is Reed Ducher. Did I say the last name correctly? Yeah, close enough. It's say like, it. it's like, so. Deutscher? It, uh, Duckshire. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. Reed Duckshire, who is um, the manager of the. I mean, you name it, man. Just brag about it. It's cool. You're in good company. I mean, we'll we'll start with Mr. Beast, I guess. That's usually what people who? lead with, right? Yeah. Who? <laughs> uh, Forty. I don't know. He's at forty-six million. I think as this as we're recording this podcast might change by the time it gets yeah. uploaded. Uh, Preston, fifteen million. Love him. Uh, our company also represents ZHC. I think he's around sixteen million. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stoney, another fifteen million. We kind of specialize in that like ten to thirty million subscriber range. Yeah. And your company is known as Night Media. Night Media. Yeah. Spell it. Uh, N-I-G-H-T. Night. Definitely not a K. Please not, no K. Not a K. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For the longest time, I pictured it was a K, and you were like there with your cape and your, nah, nah, your nah, nah. jousting ready to it, go. It really – so Preston came up with the name. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I called him one day. This was like four years ago. I was like, yo, I need a name for my company. Yeah. And he was like, just name it something like stupid and like easy, like Knight. Yeah. And I was like, all right, yeah, Knight. And he's like, all right, roll with it. It's and like then, Captain Sparkles. Yeah. I wish there was a cool story around it. I always wear black, right? Yeah. That's kind of like what people say. Oh, it's Knight because he always wears black. But yeah. like, definitely not the case. Not yeah. a good story behind it. Yeah. It's like Captain Sparkles before that he was known as pro stone talk shit yep. and he said i just want to pick something quick and easy and yep. captain sparkles came up and that's what he was i think c nanners was the one that told him to change it uh, either way also you are now a co-host of my favorite podcast this oh, thanks, year man. in creator economics which yeah. is something that's that that we cover here on the podcast is not at to the to the depths that you guys have gone and obviously the insight that you have and obviously blake uh your your mm. co-host there um I have my own history with him as well because of the, the the whole optic thing, and we have our own history together because of the optic thing. I want to hear about. I didn't know you guys, you and Blake, had a history together. We do, either. yeah. I had no so idea. I'll, I'll run it by you quickly. Right before, or I'll say six months before, we said yes to Infinite Esports and Entertainment and the, and the Rangers group. Yeah, we we were about to say yes to Blake and his team. So we went out there, and I met with. Um, be like Dan Gilbert. Yeah, the Dan that, Gilbert. Yeah. What is it? It's uh, it's it's not Rocket. We were there for Rocket yeah. Fiber. Okay, I don't know if it's Rocket launched. Mortgage. No, right? Rocket Fiber, what which was a, a wireless fiber. If I'm, I don't know if it's public or not, but I, look, it wouldn't surprise anybody if it is. Internet for the whole city, wireless, hundred, you know, okay. the, the 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 super super internet, and we met with. Um, what is the name? What what are the names? Give me the names of the, those investment groups. If, if uh, his is Ludlow. Ludlow, yeah, yeah, Ludlow Ventures, and there was another one, Courtside. Courtside. I think like that? that's Dan Gilbert's. Yeah, uh, he has his own family office. Yeah, okay. So probably those two. Okay, so we met with them, and yep. they were the, they were they were about to be the investors of, of us. Obviously, Blake was a. It's the story has changed now, yeah, right? Imagine if that would have happened if you guys would went with Blake and yeah, that instead. I know. Well, well, the thing now that, looking back on it, it, yeah. it, it worked it worked perfectly because Nate was able. So oh yeah, the story has changed now because Blake at the time when we were met him was like dude I'm a big fan of Optic and blah blah now it's like oh I was a big fan of Nature and only Nature which is fine Blake yeah. I'm not mad okay Dang. obviously I'm a big fan of, of my little brother too either way uh, we obviously ended up saying no because of whatever fucking reasons right Yeah. Um, and then we ended up here but 
you know, when we ended up not going with them, then obviously they still wanted to get into League of Legends, obviously, really badly. And who else better than somebody like Nate Chad? And obviously, mm -hmm. look at the success that they've had. Yeah, so, amazing. super home run for them. Super proud of, obviously, Nate and everything that he's accomplished. Uh, but, you know, good for, for the investment group as well because yeah. they, the 100 Thieves has been fucking murdering it. So, good for them. Um, so that's my 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 Blake Air. In okay. fact, in fact, when I got there, one of the one of his business partners there, managing partners there, said, "Hey, let's play a prank on 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 Blake. Let's let's tell him that you have already sold your company to some other team, and we'll we're gonna do something else." So the first thing we get there, we're in uh, Dan Gilbert's office where he's got like the map of the top the topographic map of uh, Detroit, mm -hmm. where every every roof that's orange is a building that he owns. Have you been there? Yeah. I haven't. Okay. No, I've never even been to Detroit. So, okay. yeah. All right. Don't well, tell Blake that. Okay, you way. should go. And yeah. he should give you the tour because it's fucking amazing space. Yeah, I need to. Um, anyway, long story short, we told Blake, so yeah, we saw He's like, all right, cool. We'll do something else. And, you know, he was ready to, <laughs> Sounds to, like to Blake, do that. Yeah. yeah, so super, super good. So, again, uh, the Creator Economics, super yeah. good podcast. You guys are on episode number five, I believe. Uh, we just filmed, yeah, so we just filmed episode seven, actually, okay. with Unspeakable uh, Gaming, another oh, oh, client okay. of ours. Uh, it, it really, we just wanted to give people an inside look into, like, what this creator community is becoming. Yeah. Like, we think we're, we still haven't rounded first base on what creators can accomplish over the next decade. Uh -huh. And so that's what we really want to spotlight. Yeah. So it'll be a mix of, we'll start having guests on now. It'll be a mix of creators, CEOs of digital media companies, things like that mm -hmm. so it's been a lot of fun yeah i can imagine obviously the 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 first-hand experience that you have with yep. manage, obviously mr beast like uh, a phenomenon on youtube not not always do you I, i've been on youtube for a long time right i since its inceptions almost like mm -hmm. 2005 2006 never to this level obviously so to see the iterations of the fps russia's the cnners the casey neistats and now the mr beast as yep. the people that own youtube for a particular you know place and time uh, it's been I mean, uh, PewDiePie. Let's not forget PewDiePie. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't want people to be like, "What about PewDiePie? What about everybody else?" Because every so often, I come across a creator that's doing 300 million views a month, and I've never heard of him. Oh, and I, there's a lot of that. There's ones doing a billion views a month you've never heard of. Like who? at this point, just kids channels, kids right? Channels, have you yeah. heard of Coco Melon? Yes. Okay. All right. You so said in Ryan's World. You've obviously yes. heard of Nikita. Like yeah. there, there's so many kids channels now pulling just an enormous amount of views. I it's mean, Baby crazy. Shark has like 50 yeah. different language videos, and each one of those videos is at like a yeah. billion views each. One. Well, I, I just walked out because we have a client who has like a large assortment of toys in Target, and I was walking down like checking to see how everything was doing, and like next to it, Baby Shark had a whole section yeah. and then next to his was ryan's world had a yeah. massive section yeah and now it's like odd ones out so it's like there's slowly becoming this island target that's getting taken over by youtube creators yeah. and i mean that's we've seen that coming a mile away yeah right? like this this 100%. is the, the whole point of me creating the toys that you see up there was to sort of get into that space right there with the with the dynasty team of call of duty and and, and this is something obviously that that you as a creator get to sort of take advantage of and if you're not doing everything and anything that you can that's your choice obviously like you don't have to but there is a lot of opportunity out there yep. and we'll talk about backbone in a little bit and that's not why he's, he's not here to promote this okay nah, this is my nah. gift i told him put it in the middle i want to talk about it and i, I forget easily but uh Guggen squad for example is like mm -hmm. one of the ones that i immediately saw a, an opportunity for my friends i didn't want to i wasn't involved in like it to the level that I am now in, in, in the beginning. Actually, I was more involved in the beginning than I am now. I don't even know how to explain it. But either way, I saw 
a a vertical on YouTube on outdoors that was underserved, but I saw the views happening. Yep. The 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 day that that Rob went from at the beginning of the year, Rob Turkla, Lunker TV, went from having uh, hundred subscribers at the four hundred exactly four hundred uh, subscribers at the beginning of the year to five hundred thousand at the end of the year. I'm like, holy shit, this shit's about to fucking pop. These guys are gonna be the disruptors the disruptors of the of the fishing industry. And sure enough. Without question, right. yeah. Yeah, and the creator economic around there was, like, yeah, they were monetizing on YouTube and the ads and all that and the sponsors and all that stuff, but when they started creating their own product in, yeah. in the Guggen Bates, that's when it's just like the whole empire just said. Well, and you, so you guys at Optic were actually ahead of this wave with Minecraft, yeah. making Minecraft servers before anyone knew there was like alternative monetization methods. You guys yeah. already had your own Minecraft server. Yeah. They're just- 400,000 in one month. Right? Like then now they're playing that game on the consumer product side of yeah. it. So it's, it's interesting to see these like niche channel genres on YouTube, like finally figure out there's an audience for them to sell consumer products to. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, and I always tell the story is like, while we were doing the whole, you know, uh, uh, Opticraft, we also saw the opportunity in skins, mm -hmm. right? And it wasn't going to be one of those things where we're like behind the scenes owning something. I, look, I'm, I'm none of my business what, what people did what. But we we're going to call it Optic Skins and we we're going to go super deep into it. You know, we had a, a good team, ended up winning season two of Ely. Anyway, long story short, that itself, that within itself could have been a good business if people didn't get greedy and yeah. people didn't get the, that. Um, Whatever you know, it's 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 a learning process for everybody in the space because it's so fucking wild. What people say that it's no longer the wild wild west, and I agree with it because it's a little bit more uh, corporate and there's a lot of there's way more guidelines. But at the end of the day, like the explorative nature of every single cre creator, the entrepreneur that within them that gets sparked because you see an opportunity, mm -hmm. has created a business like yours. Has created a business like the the bait business. I mean, makeup alone, brother. Like, oh, I know. Jesus, don't even get me started on makeup. It, the amount of opportunity in that world. But uh, we're finally seeing a transition of some of our creators, like Jimmy. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, obviously he can't start a makeup company, but there is things like Backbone that we've invested in and a few others that I can't talk about right now that we'll announce in December and then again in January. Uh, Jimmy's going to announce four companies in the next six months, yeah. right? And none of them are makeup, yeah. uh, but we're going to push into this space pretty heavily. Into the makeup space? No, no, no. Into just consumer products, oh, consumer products uh, yeah. software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys saw Finger on the App 1, that was like our test. We're like, okay, if we launched an app, Last person to take your finger off the phone wins 25K, like yeah. 1.4 million downloads in like 48 the hours. They got a call coming in. Yeah. The, the, so oh. it came out of the top four. We were like, we got to call this in 72 hours. Uh, and so we called the top four guys, paid them 20K. Yeah. No, to but, walk away. but somebody w had it and a text came in or something that kicked them off the app. Or? Oh, multiple times. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. That would have been heartbreaking. Yeah. You got to like put 18 your phone You got to put your phone on silent or do not disturb. So also, there was like people streaming on Twitch and this guy on Twitch. I uh, was saying like he was donating from Hey Ziri, uh -huh. and so the iPhone would start going off, and no. then it was kicking people out of the game. He would donate as that name, and they'd be like, "Oh, Hey Ziri donates a dollar," oh, and then their iPhone would go no. off. There's it, you, if anyone's I'm watching, like, mine didn't go off. yeah, go to go to like Jimmy's Twitter. If you scroll down a little bit, he has the compilation video of all those. It's so good. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, where where do you come from? And then we'll talk about how you and I met yeah. three years ago through Infinite, and we'll go a little bit into that. Obviously, there's no need to rehash all that. It was shit. actually yeah through Mary McKay. I won't give oh the credit. My God. I won't Shout give the out Mary McKay. Yeah. Mary McKay, for those who don't know, in 2013 helped uh, Mike Hasler and I launch a company ahead of its time mm -hmm. called Eon 
Interactive. Ian Interactive. Yep. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So shout out to Mary McKay. So yeah, that's her. that's how love we her, actually her, met. Yeah. Uh, so don't we can't give the credits infinite on that one. It was actually through through Mary. But uh, surprisingly enough, from North Dakota, like came from a small town. Fast forward a little North bit. North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota, like small farm town in the middle of nowhere. Uh, still go back there a little bit, and then got into the sports agency space. Mm -hmm. I, I played football at North Dakota State. Represented a teammate of mine who wanted to play in the Canadian Football League. That was like my first taste of negotiating you a play contract. Football? I played football. Yeah. What position? Played wide receiver. Wide receiver. Broke both my thumbs. Like, Super fast. Uh, two concussions. I wasn't the fastest kid. Uh, great route runner. I had good hands. Yeah. Good feet. Uh, was, wasn't gonna. So one. Right thumb was was holding a football. Guy grabbed me in practice. Just got the thumb. He was trying to rip the ball out, and it snapped. And then the next one was like a stupid fluke accident where it was like I was running a five yard in over the middle, and the quarterback drilled a ball, and I went up to grab it, and it just hit my thumb, and it snapped my thumb. Really? So was like, and I broke them like six months apart. All right. So I had to play the season with a cast on. Um, but anyway, so uh, I had a, I had a wide receiver uh, who was a friend of mine that asked me to represent him after I graduated. Uh, and I ended up getting him to the Canadian Football League, negotiated his contract with the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, mm -hmm. and then uh, worked for a sports agency for a little bit in Las Vegas, met Dude Perfect. Yep. So this right is when, yeah, literally right down the street. Yep. Uh, and Dude Perfect at the time was at probably two, three million subscribers. And just saw an opportunity. Two to three million subscribers. Yeah, they're at But 50. their videos yeah. were fucking just Banging. tense. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like they, Eight they, million, yeah, nine yeah, yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. And this was before people yeah. thought YouTube was anything, yeah. right? And, th and this was, what, seven years ago? Uh, saw an opportunity to start working with them, got them involved in the golf industry through Callaway Golf, and uh, left the agency two months later. And I was like, listen, I think that not only will these YouTubers become you know, the attention of where everything is going, but I think that young kids are gonna gravitate towards them over professional athletes because these professional athletes were not leaning into Twitter. They weren't leaning into uh, YouTube. And so I left that sports agency, started Night Media in July of 2015, working with Dude Perfect, and then met a gamer who at the time was on Twitch and he had just moved to YouTube and that uh, gamer was typical gamer. Had, gosh, I don't even, 600,000 subscribers at the time. He was averaging like a thousand concurrent viewers. I had no idea, 2015, I had no idea people were watching other people play video games. So this was my first experience seeing this. Uh, and I started working with Andre and now like Andre just crossed 10 million. Do you still work with Andre? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we're very close. Okay. And he just crossed 10 million subscribers last month yeah. and has been, he's the biggest he's ever been. He has a second channel pulling 100 million views a month right fuck now. Fuck out of here. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. Get the fuck out I've, of here. I asked him to start a second channel Do two I have and a half years ago. million views on mine yet? 100 million a month? Are we pulling no, 100 million a month? No, life, just lifetime. <laughs> oh, lifetime? Oh, you 100% have 100 million. But the, I, I love, I love uh, Andre. The He's typical a gamer is such a legend, yep. right? Obviously, uh, GTA, obviously Call of Duty. Like, this dude has done the work and has done it over the last decade better than, like... He's just and, such a good dude as well. And he's the biggest he's ever been. Like he's averaging 60,000 concurrence on YouTube right now. Fuck. He's the only creator that's consistently playing Fortnite. And now his second channel, TG Plays, is, is on fire. And so met Typical Gamer. Uh, the next client that I met was early 2017. Uh, actually also lives in Dallas. That's Preston. Uh, Preston, one of my TB best friends. TBNR Frags. TBNR Frags are like the OG. Yeah. Like all the phase guys still call them TBNR Frags. Yeah, so used I, to be I just brought it up. The COD, you know, he was yeah, like yeah, a 14 year old COD pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and so met him in early 2017 and that's when night media just started to blossom at that point. I hadn't thought it could be, I didn't think it'd be something bigger. And then I met Preston and he just kind of opened my eyes to how big this world was. We started talking about Minecraft servers and like different video games we could start. And just like, he got me thinking about a bigger business opportunity. And that's when I hired my first employee. Yeah. Then just like going out and say, Hey, Pepsi sponsor this dude. Yeah. And that's, it, you know, we do the sponsorship stuff yeah. and we do it very so well. What, but so, so break break it down for me. As a manager, what yeah. do you do for your client? Man, oh man. It's kind of uh, everything at this point from like being a psychologist all the way to being a babysitter. Uh, but where, where I kind of sit in now uh, with, the, with the guys that I manage, so Preston, Typical, Mr. Beast, uh, some of those guys is like, we, we also help them hire. Like we've gotten so in the weeds and what, what we do really well is like, we don't, manage creators we manage entrepreneurs yeah. and i said that Love so it. many times it's also why we only represent 16 people we keep it very light but we are so far in the weeds light? 16 creators yeah that's all we have uh but sig- i mean i so, guess it is small if you think about it but th- but look at it in numbers so 16 creators uh cumulatively over 200 million subscribers and we're doing across the whole roster we're going to do over uh 2.5 billion views this month so 16 creators 2.5 billion views i don't know Damn. any other company that even like comes no, close to us. There isn't. Uh, and so, but that's our bread and butter. It's like finding a ZHC yeah. who's hitting his stride in a new genre of content, like arts like arts and customization yeah. and everything else. And we help him hire. You should, how about this, man? We've known each other long enough. Let, 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 look, I paint graffiti. I should, I should start, that's what I should do. I should do customization of- You like, should have started that channel two years ago. I know, well, uh, it's too late. No, it's not. Never Ab- absolutely late. not. Yeah. It, you could you could start a channel. I was having a conversation with my barber yesterday and he was like, Hey, like I love this YouTube thing. I want to be a YouTuber. And I was like giving him ideas. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Great, do I cut this person's yes. hair a thousand times yes. and this happens? Yes. Dude, I was like yes. I was feeding him ideas and I don't know if he did it or not. I'm gonna have to talk to him again. Well, but I, I was mean, like, even a barber could create a yeah. channel and pull at least a hundred K views a video. Alex Costa. 100%. Yeah, Alex is a good example too. Yeah. Uh, Alex Costa, made in Brazil for all the esports uh, side of people. Uh, he has a men's health, wellness style. Yeah, I I'd mean, say he's more style. Yeah, more uh, style now. than anything. Yeah, yeah. Killing it. Yep. Right. So the, uh, the point, point is, is that if you are a carpenter, I'll tell you, go look at Joby. I'll tell you, go look at mm-hmm. like all of that. If you are a whiskey drinker, if you are a, uh, I mean, God damn it, you just ASMR. Anything. Uh, now, what's become really popular on YouTube is home renovation. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, blown up. So I've yeah. seen a lot of home renovation, even uh, like getting a van and living in the woods yes. and traveling the yes. country. Those channels are blowing up. Yep. Levi a, Allen, shout out yeah. Levi Allen. YouTube's One an amazing place, man. I love uh, it. I've been trying to get my wife to, like, the amount of renovations that my house has gone through. Like we should have put that on fucking. You camera. should have. It would have banged. I'm uh, telling you. Yeah, but right, right titles and thumbnails. It would have of, done course, well, yeah. of course, of course, of course. That that is still the the number one thing. Like, well, the, there's two important things on YouTube that hopefully most creators at this point of understand is like you have to. You have, say two. I'm saying three. What are you? Uh, two? My two are click through rate and average view duration. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so you can call it watch time, but yeah. uh, having a high CTR. Uh, so if 100 people see your video and 20 yeah. people click on it, you have a 20% CTR, CTR. for those who don't know. Yeah, click-through rate. Yeah. Um, and you can see it in your analytics, so any YouTuber can go look at that. Um, and then also the second one is average view duration. The average amount uh, that someone 
consumes your video, right? Yeah. You can see it as a as a time, like four minutes, or you can see it as a percentage, yeah. right? And people are now going like, well, what's a good average view duration? And it's it's hard. It's like based on like how long your videos are. Yeah. I would say if you're in the forty to fifty percent, you're killing it. If yeah. you're in the sixty to seventy percent, you're Mr. Beast, and you're yeah. you're pulling twenty million views of video. Yeah. God. <laughs> how many how many views is he gonna do this this month? Uh, across hey, just the main channel. I mean, I just I forgot that he had the he the, has the, the game, game the gaming yeah, channels the game, popping I off. know. Yeah. I saw he had more he had more uh, live viewers than uh, PewDiePie to, uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, three. We we capped at four four twenty six four hundred twenty six. <laughs> what 000. is that? I have no idea. That uh, is and then insanity. the creator games had a million uh, yeah. concurrents. Just just to, the, the the way that I always see it because I, I I'm I'm very good at identifying like where my limits are and obviously I'm not a full time content creator for gaming or otherwise really because I got many hats like you um, but getting a hundred thousand views on my vlog is like for me like the, the the most blessed thing I've ever been able to experience uh, and the, the way that I always simplify that is that the the Maverick Stadium the American Airlines Stadium mm. fits 24,000 people and when I go to a game I'm like four times this watches my videos the podcast gets you know this many views of that so that to me is like the most impressive thing ever because yeah. people get so lost in the three little numbers or the four little numbers or the numbers with next to a little head that they forget that there's an actual human mm -hmm. you know allocated to each specific one of those things is that you or me i'm not sure no that's me i'll ignore it it's my lawyer there we go don't take that call yeah. i talked to way too many lawyers I, yeah. i'm so sick of lawyers no offense to the lawyers that work with night media but Mine's i'm good. so Mine's sick good. andrew Gordon, they're great people him. i'm just so sick of dealing like, with lawsuits and, and all kinds yeah. of stuff so is that is that big for for this thing let me yeah. ask you this and and uh we'll, we'll get into the lawsuits and stuff but uh i was talking to nate shot and obviously he was talking about just going to jimmy's camp and doing yeah. the, the whole thing and he said that you said that the second that somebody swears in a video the recommended thing goes down so well it's also it's multiple things right but also your 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 rpm say you say one f word in your video yeah. your rpm probably just got cut in half right and rpm for those people that don't know is like the amount of money you make on a thousand views mm -hmm. so say you have a four dollar rpm well you're going to make four thousand dollars every thousand mm -hmm. or every million views mm -hmm. sorry mm -hmm. um so now you say a couple f words that probably goes down to two thousand Right. No more swears, Maddie. Yeah. So keep it, keep the swearing out of the videos. Yeah. Uh, and I know I understand for some people it's your brand and yeah. I get that. I, I, but I, if, I'm going to say, I'm going to say something. Okay. Everybody that says that that's part of my brand. Look, I understand Gary Vee yeah. says that, that like that's, that's become a part of his brand. I get that one, but everybody else, like it's a part of my brand. Like I can go without swearing and people aren't going to be like, oh dude, I hate you. you I know, know you're yeah. not you anymore. Yeah. So go without swearing. Out. Yeah. Go with that. If you swear. swear, then whatever. Uh, yeah. But it's just, your money. just understand you're not going to make as much money. Do what money. you want. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. So the lawsuits. Who, the, I just a lot. I mean, everyone, the more you grow as a creator, the more people want to take shots and like little, just small things that yeah. happen yeah, 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 where yeah. you don't have like, you don't have the rights to put someone in a video or whatever that wow. is. Yeah. It's just, it just happens with growth, right? With anything. Yeah. Right? When people get more successful, just usually. Like anything else, I guess I don't live in that world right yeah. like i live in the hundred thousand view world where he's living in the hundred million view world so that's yeah. like a different sort of like yeah hey, hey, you didn't get my release signed for this and that yeah. and that doesn't happen with youtubers amongst youtubers you're talking about people that are well, in the background or yeah i mean think about his videos like we yeah. put, give random people money or we pull a random person off the street and we're like hey here's a free car yeah. like you not only have to pay taxes on that free car but now you have to get that person to sign a, a release to show that footage in that video and yeah. so there's multiple layers to what he does um, and to going back to like his views I think 
in in December, I'd be willing to bet we're going to be somewhere around the six to eight hundred million uh, across the two channels, Mr. Beast Main and Mr. Beast Gaming. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah. Just because of what you guys have planned. Uh, yeah, not a ton of videos uh, going up in December, but the videos that are going up are going to do incredibly well. And how much how much involvement do you have in the ideation of that? Uh, thankfully, like, none. Uh, yeah. He has a whole creative team in North Carolina that helps awesome. him conceptualize videos and a large production team. And yeah, I only have one guy that helps me with creative <sighs> sitting right there. And guess what? There we go. Man, sometimes he doesn't it'll go a month without suggesting something. Oh man! No offense, Matt. <laughs> Jimmy would say like grab a dictionary, point to a word, and then come up with a hundred words on or a hundred ideas around that word. Matt, so there you go. There's, buy a dictionary. We're, start we're pointing doing, at words. We're, we're taking yeah. notes this this <laughs> this, uh, this podcast. Um, with with the creator uh, creator economics podcast, and obviously Blake, such an interesting dude, bro. So yep. smart. Like great. he should be managing his own fund. You know what I mean? Now, no offense to his current employer or yep. whatever, but I think that he's he's got that. Without question. Would you invest in it? Would you? Would, would I you be, be an, Would the, I be a limited partner in that fund? Without question. LP, GP, yeah, limited partner. Uh GP probably not because mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could do that while also being the CEO yeah. of Night Media. Yeah. Would I like Blake to come at Night yeah, Media? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely suggested that yeah. twenty five times in the last two months, but that'll I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. But yeah, he he'll definitely have his own fund at some point, okay. and you and I will probably both be uh, LPs in that fund. Let's so. hope so. Like I didn't yeah, get Blake, invi- does, like, I didn't get invited to fucking Backbone, but it's cool. Tell me about Backbone. Backbone. So I heard about this company when this was just an idea. Now now you can see. Feel free to open. That's yours. I I got a few more for Hitch and everyone else down here. So I I got pitched this idea about 18 months ago uh, for this. This um, and and at the surface it looks like if you guys can't see yet it is a controller obviously um, but it's so much more than that it's actually the software is what what sets this thing apart. So when you plug okay. your phone in if you plug yep. your iPhone in right now it's gonna prompt you to go download an app uh, called Backbone and on that app it's it's also gonna feed every game that you have on your phone into that app. Yep. Uh, you're able to add friends you're able to jump into chat rooms it, it, think about Discord as well like now you have Discord you know fully into that that piece of hardware and software, but there's some buttons on there that I should point out. There's one button that lets you stream um, to Twitch. You can also get out of here shots. So that's a screenshot button. So you can grab some gameplay in real time. Yeah. Uh, you can also hit it and record gameplay. Uh, and then you can clip that gameplay and instantly put it on social media. And so the idea around Backbone was not like, let's make a controller for your phone. It was let's make mobile gaming, not only accessible for everyone, but let's make it actually fun and enjoyable and let's give the content creators a tool to do so i feel like that was as good of my, a pitch oh i'll my make God. for that thing yeah that was a pitch dude um and so back to it so we invested really early on uh i got jimmy involved uh typical gamers in it uh preston then we got blake from the Ludlow, and then ashton kutcher uh, also invested through sound nate shot got in um yeah so it's it, it was a lot of work to get to this point for the founders and the team in portland but yeah amazing product this is what we're gonna do we're gonna start a Shark Tank. Okay. You, me, Blake, fucking whoever of your. Of I'm team. already way ahead of you. I'll okay. give you the pitch after the podcast. Okay. Well, listen, count me in as a guest <laughs> or whatever. I'm I'm way in. Um, it's super exciting. So once once you open this up, and I, I just want to make this clear, okay? We're not. Um, I'm not. You, we had this planned way before you even announced this thing. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not here to promote the no, backbone. No, no, no. I, I honestly just brought a bunch of them so the boys could have them, play some COD Mobile, play some so Minecraft. We, so this is the thing. We just played COD Mobile. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to probably steal one of those and bring it to my daughter because she does play. Uh, or I'll just let her borrow mine. Either way, like I do. I, I, we were playing COD Mobile this, this week for yep. a um, 
uh, for a video that we did. Um, and the one that I was using, the controller that I was using, didn't even fucking work. Yeah, there's probably like so, high latency and, and yeah. So and it's one, also Bluetooth, right? Yeah. Like this one actually connects right to yeah. Lightning, uh, and it's probably the above your phone sits above the controller, which yeah. also like gives the balance like a really top heavy feel. Yeah, trust. trust I went through all these conversations yeah. early on before we invested. Dude, I'm excited to try it out because yeah. I, I have been slacking on my on my uh, Call of Duty Mobile, and I do play a lot of Minecraft. I'm just not there. Good we with go. Got controller. Minecraft is the, the the one game that has surprised me the most that has been that has had the longevity that it's had and call it a year when when did the ninja phenomena happen last year or the year before that no it was 2018, 2018. Like when he started to blow up yeah so when he started to blow up in 2018 with Fortnite uh, Lester Chan from YouTube yeah shout out Hokum uh, he tweeted out that Minecraft had never been touched by any video game on the platform YouTube platform ever mm -hmm. And Fortnite just touched it a little bit, but now Fortnite is no longer the way that you, the, I. What is it about? Have you you play it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. still play it? Yeah. And we we also like sell stuff on the Minecraft yeah. marketplace and Preston obviously have servers, so we're yeah. we're pretty embedded in Minecraft yeah. at this point. Yeah. But it's the and and I would love to get your thoughts on because there's there's like the old age of Minecraft. I shouldn't say old because Preston's not old, but he he makes a different style of content. Same with yeah. Unspeakable and Sunday yeah. than Dream, George yeah. Not oh. Found, Sapnap. So there's like two different styles of Minecraft yeah. right now that's been really interesting for me. And I feel like the people that are watching Dream are like you and me, yeah. the guys that have played Minecraft for. It's for so years. long that you see that, yeah, yeah, that are like, oh my god, this is so interesting. He's beating Minecraft while also being chased by four people. Yeah, uh, it's just like an enormous. It's like hunting optic, but backwards. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, right. you guys were doing the videos before. Yeah, yeah. it was it was as if, if big timer Nate and I were hunting Tom at the time. Yeah, Minecraft has never ending content. You can create your own maps, create your own worlds, do your own like TNT wars, have your own, own servers. Yeah. Like it, it never ends. Uh, in 2000, what 15 or 2000? Yeah, 15 people said Minecraft was dead, and some of the biggest creators didn't really believe that, and they just stayed at it, like yeah. Preston. Yeah. And now like 150 million views a month on a Minecraft channel, it's like it's killing insane. it. It's, it's it has to Cut be the that. number one game. Yeah. In on YouTube right Still, now, I would yeah. say more, more than ever now. Look, look Dream. Well, Dream was taken what. So my only concern is Roblox because oh, I know because yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, we, okay, we okay. represent a massive Roblox influencer that's doing 500 million views a month. And I don't know a Minecraft YouTuber that's doing that right now. And, and also Flamingo. Uh, it's, so I'm curious to see like this is a good question for Fwiz is like what's getting more watch time like this Q4? Is it Minecraft or Roblox? I'm not sure. I don't know either, but I'll tell you one thing, okay? As, uh, as you were saying these numbers, I'm experiencing this thing where I'm just like, I could just, just let's just sit here and you give me numbers so I could just be like mind blown the, the entire time. And this is what I mean by how we're not there yet, how we're barely scratching the surface yep. because as you have just said, there's a Roblox channel out there that's doing what? Uh, 500 million, so it's 500? FGTV, yeah. Think about that, okay? There are people here that watch this thing what do we got? People can't turn their phones I, off? I know. It's the shipment has arrived, it says. Oh, there we go. Uh, Alexa, stop listening. Okay, sorry. As I was saying, the it it blows my mind, mm -hmm. right? And it does. It just doesn't stop in gaming. Gaming is one thing. Music, the amount of music people... I mean, oh, yeah. Justin Bieber's obviously like, well, whatever. But the amount of people that are creating music out there that have more of a chance to break through the industry than ever before. Like, YouTube is, is the... YouTube will go down as the end-all, be-all flip of a switch that switched and killed everything that came before media agreed yeah ever and also i i will say i've said this multiple times i will bet on youtube over the course of the next five years than any other platform sorry TikTok. sorry twitch 
You guys don't even come close. Mm -hmm. uh, and Fwiz is now demonstrating it with YouTube Live. Mm -hmm. The gamers on YouTube Live right now are yeah. doing incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, and it also, like, they have a massive VOD business, video on demand business, that Twitch just cannot compete with on hey, any level. So it's like, if you're a Twitch creator watching this, you should probably think about, like, what's my YouTube strategy? Because that's probably more important yep. than you streaming eight hours a day. Uh huh. Easier. Yeah. Uh, lighter, lighter work. Yeah, uh, it like allows I, you to do more. Yeah, right? I, and look, I understand the economics behind Twitch as well. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, and for those creators that have the the ability to to have that sort of business on Twitch, that's awesome. And the majority of them who are in this sort of uh, level, they do have their their YouTube strategy mapped out. But I, from the beginning, and not just because Fuiz is my is, is my boy, I have always bet on YouTube because mm -hmm. it's as easy as saying this. YouTube can do what Twitch is doing. It's doing it right now. Yeah. It's probably doing it way better, right? Twitch doesn't have the ability to do on-demand. And even then, the amount of people that are going to go to Twitch for on-demand content is not going to be... It's not going to be anywhere near... Anywhere near close to being YouTube. And how long... How many years would it take for that to be a thing? If they haven't yeah. already set out to create that strategy, call it three to five years ago, there's no point... I mean, never too late. I say that a lot, but... Think about what it would take in order for that to be a thing. And yeah. we're not, look, Amazon is a massive business. Google's a massive business. Then you have Facebook, right? Like these are all massive titans of the industry of new media that can, has endless, a bottomless pit of resources they can allocate to a, a specific project. But YouTube has been around for such a long time and has been such a beacon of creatorship or mm -hmm. whatever that has allowed them to be, I mean, supersonic on every single yep. level. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I bet on YouTube. And discoverability on YouTube by far is is so far ahead of Twitch. I, the, my issue with Twitch too, and it's a great platform, but yes. the discoverability is still something they haven't figured out. And I still to this day think the audience on Twitch is not that large compared. I, you can't even compare it to YouTube no. in terms of watch time. No. But the, the amount of people that consume Twitch is still relatively small to even the amount of people that consume gaming content on YouTube, let alone this other vast majority of vlogs and, and ASMR and beauty and everything else there exactly. that goes with YouTube. So I'm betting on Twitch next, or no, I'm betting YouTube. on YouTube the next even 10 years, to be honest, yeah. like we'll see. I, I'm, I'm on the same boat, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the, the, the same horse. And look, not saying that Twitch is not doing their job because they obviously are doing their job. But if, and, and the thing is this, right? Like everybody thinks, and everybody sees uh, Twitch as being this like massive thing, and it is. But in the grand scheme of thing, it's not. It's like saying, our planet is so massive, but then when you put it against like the solar system, and then yeah. you put it into against the soup, the novas, and all this other stuff that I'm just talking shit out of my ass now, like it's 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 still pretty yeah. small. I think it's for you and I. We know what Twitch is because we're in the industry. Most people have no idea. Yeah, but everyone knows what YouTube is. Yes, right. And so Twitch has got. A, and I don't under I don't know what their their plans are the next you know five years. Who knows? I don't think they'll push Nevada. I really don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think they can at this point. Like yeah. I said, I think it'll be too late. Give me a second. I'm gonna say hi to the sponsors really quickly, and then we'll get back to it. And the first one is Honey. Honey has come back for yet another week, and certainly appreciate the support. And uh, in these days, it feels like online shopping is the only thing that we really do, and that's never been more true than in this day in age, right? Uh, I use it. Maddie uses it more than me here at the Hex Quarters because obviously, from the endless amount of cameras that we buy, uh, cables. I mean, you name it, pizza, right? Uh, this guy uses it in every single way. So, you know, today's sponsor, uh, as I was saying, this is where they come in. Uh, it's free browser extension that scurs the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. What does that mean? That this 
program, when you go to checkout, you click on the button that says, that says Honey, and it scours the entire internet, right? And it finds the cheapest or the best promo deal that you can find, and it applies it by itself. You don't have to type in any promo codes. You don't have to do anything. It does it for you automatically, right? It's, and, and, and it's easy for you to get on. Two easy clicks, and it's all yours. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up, and then all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons on that site. If Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best one for your cart, so the one that's always in, the one that, that gives you the biggest savings, which is super cool. Speaking of savings, over $2 billion in savings, okay, it has found for over its 17,000, I'm sorry, 17 million users on the on the application. Two billion dollars that is one instagram and uh one george lucas films right that's that's how much two billion dollars worth of savings it is honey supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery the the the, the thing is this right and it's as simple as this if you have a computer honey should be on it it's free and it works with whatever browser you use you can get uh, honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash eavesdrop. That is J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash eavesdrop. Honey rhymes with money, so go ahead and install it so you can save all that cash. Uh, that's joinhoney.com slash eavesdrop so that they know that we sent you, right? If you use my code, you get it free, and then, you know, obviously you 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 show support to the podcast as you usually do. Uh, thanks to Honey for supporting today's episode. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, again, one more time for the people in the back is joinhoney.com slash eavesdrop. That's E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. And for a second week in a row, third week in a row, I don't even know, we have, of course, Full Sail University. And I don't want to remind you of the Optic Van. I don't want to remind you of the incredible time that we had there while we were there, right? So we talk about gaming and technology on this podcast a lot, as you guys know. We talk about the 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 industry. We talk about getting jobs in the industry. We talk about the space as a whole and how you can participate in it. But what if you were interested in actually creating your own vision of these, right? Where do you start? Full State University offers a bachelor's and master's degree on both on campus and online that focus on the professional needs of the gaming and technology industries. Uh, through hands-on Accelerated degree programs, you can familiarize yourself with the same tools, software, and equipment used by industry professionals. So anything that David Vonderhaar uses on Call of Duty, you have the opportunity to use at Full Sail University. And with degrees from game design and game development to computer science, information technology, simulation, AR, VR, you name it, there are a variety of programs offered to help you build your very specific skill sets. If you want to learn them all, that's also an option. It depends on how much brain capacity you have in there and what you want to be super good at. Maybe you want to be 90% good at everything that's being offered, or maybe you want to be 100%, 120% good at the rest of the stuff, right? So to learn more about Full Sail's program, uh, as well as potential scholarship opportunities, Visit fullsale.edu slash eavesdrop. That is fullsale.edu slash eavesdrop. So again, huge shout out to both uh, Honey and Full Sale uh, for allowing to you know support the podcast the way that they did. So uh, read back to what you were saying. We got Honey. Shout out to Brian Yip at Honey. Yeah. Okay, Brian, email me back. I'm, we're doing a Honey sponsorship right now, and I can't even get an email back. Yeah, I don't think he watches this podcast. All right, well, I'll send him that clip. Yeah, anyway, so again, thank you to Honey and Full Sail, uh, obviously, for for doing this thing. Okay, so um, 
and finish your your text Very if, good. if you want. Look, you're you're in good you're in good company. All right, I understand the way the business works. Sometimes some things can wait, some things nah, cannot. We'll, so we'll I'm fine. with it 100. It's, it's Friday night. They'll, they'll be Jimmy can wait. So we met a long time ago through Mary McKay. Yeah, but we got to work together for a brief stint during the Infinite Esports and Entertainment world. Nobody no, nobody remembers that, right? No scope entertainment. There or we no go. scope media. Something like that. Something yeah, like yeah. that. So Reed uh, was brought in to head the. Well, I was more brought in to like hire. Like, hey, what's this team supposed to look like? Yeah. Like we, the philosophy was, we're gonna acquire Optic. Yeah. We're gonna build a larger esports holding company. We need a media arm. What the hell does that look mm -hmm. like? And how do we turn Optic's channel into multiple channels? Yeah. And so that that was the goal. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone knows how that ended. Yeah. Um, but we we ended up hiring a few people to try and do that, and I, I wasn't there very long, and it, it fell apart. You know, four months after I kind of stepped I away. I felt so bad for you the whole time, brother. And it was I, a it was I, a great learning experience, yes. like dealing you know with Hitch and and Bose and and the, all the guys were great. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think they they unfortunately saw me as the bad guy, which I was no, not. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the yes guy no. that was like, guys, I want to help you out. Yeah. Like I I I see you guys struggling on YouTube. I see you guys like trying to do content like i'm here to help yeah and i was kind of inserted as like oh you know he he should be the bad guy to like tell them they can't do this yeah. stuff and i should have never, never been put in that position ne never be the deliverer of bad news no. if, you, if you can help it and you know behind closed doors obviously we would be like it ain't read it's not read it's yeah, not yeah. Read. and long that's that's long in the past right obviously like i don't want to rehash old shit but I, I do think, like, from the beginning, I'm like, man, this dude manages fucking Preston. And I've always known Preston, obviously, as a, as a, as a creator. So I know the sort of views he was doing. And I'm like, I'm like, this dude is taking shit from fucking me and Embo. Well, not from me or Embo's. Actually, you weren't really taking like direct shit. But the fact that they, nah. you know what I mean? Like it was weird. It was a weird dynamic. It had to have been a weird dynamic for you, right? A little bit. I was. I think I, I wanted to scratch that like esports itch a yeah. little bit. Like I'd I'd never really done anything in esports. I saw an opportunity to be like an advisor to a larger esports holding yeah. company. I was in Dallas. It just kind of made sense for me to have some kind of involvement. Yeah. Looking back on it, I sh probably should have just invested and been like, I am completely yeah. hands off yeah, and yeah, not yeah. involved. Um, but I got a little too involved and then I had to step away. Yeah. So it was a short stint, but that's yeah. how, that's how we, we bro. It was it, it was such a blur of uh, the last three years for me have been a freaking blur. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like I know what happened. I know what I'm like, what went on and how it went behind the scenes and all that. But from a from a content creative standpoint, I had to stop doing my vlog because I couldn't answer questions and I know that my videos were going to suffer for it because oh, yeah. I couldn't tell them or I couldn't, uh, I'm not, I'm going to try to be as tr transparent as possible in all the videos that I make, but uh, there are some things that involve other people that don't necessarily want to have that sort of shit out in the, in the open. So for me, it was just like, I'm just not going to do it because it's just going to suffer. So little by little, like I, I sort of became this dude that does, that uploads sporadically. Yeah. And that sucked for me. More than anything, that's the one thing that yeah. that, that, that sucked the most. And pe people thought I was like knowing what was going on. Yeah. I found out that the Halo team got released on Twitter like everyone else when I woke up in the morning. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I found out about the Call of Duty stuff on Twitter like everyone else. Like I wasn't in the boardroom, none of that stuff. I can't even imagine like the stuff that you went through. Yeah. I think that was the worst thing for me is like... I was like, I can't even like yeah. fathom what Hector's going through, yeah. seeing his like baby being torn apart. Yeah, and you know, for for what it was worth, it was my decision, right? It was my decision to get investment. It was my decision yeah. to sell. It was my decision. Like I controlled every single aspect of it to the very fucking end. And for what it's worth, like Chris Cheney and I talk regularly, so like he and I ha have hashed our our shit out. And 
you know, it's it's a it was a learning experience for for everybody. Like uh, I I don't I don't see a world in which I'm able to to sort of not if I don't learn from this, like I'm a I'm the moron. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I I'm not that. So I don't know. It's it's part of my story. Like I'll wear it proudly. It's something that that happened. Everything that I have going on now, like it's it's super cool, and I'm happy. Uh, more than anything, I'm like. You know, I'm happy. I'm like, we got a good thing going with, uh, with, with everything here. Yep. So for me, it's like water under a bridge to, to a yep. certain extent. Yeah, I remember touring this place with you when there was carpet on the ground yeah. and white tiles on the floor yeah. or, or on the ceiling. There was no so, wall here. It was just like this. Yeah, it's completely wide open space. It was, and yeah. it's, it's so good. Like what you've done with this place is incredible. Yeah. So on the next side, on, on the other side, Scoreboard Ventures is the it's mm -hmm. our it's our investment uh, firm, and there's uh, three partners, four partners with me included, but we do a lot of creator investment led mm -hmm. companies. Uh, obviously, Guggen being one of them, and the 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 newest one is uh, this thing called Good Good Golf, the Good Good Guys, uh, Garrett and company, and that to me is like I'm not a golfer myself, but I do understand like the the way that things should be sort of approached from from that and we've had such a incredible success with Guggen obviously because of the the obviously the creators at Guggen are in, insane yeah. right like they know what they're doing they know the strategy they know how they know the whole thing right uh good good is is the same way like it's a it's a young brand that's like about to blow up and again sort of disrupt the way that golf has been because golf hasn't seen the same way as basketball hasn't seen the same way that baseball hasn't seen they have not seen an influencer come into their space. I mean, obviously, um, what was the guy's name? Uh, the super popular golfing YouTuber. Uh, uh, also the Frisbee guy. Brody Smith. Yeah, Brody yeah. Smith. Yeah, he's here too. He's yeah. actually like 10 miles away from exactly, here. Exactly, right? So They're all here. Yeah, so, so that, sort of, that sort of disruption in the space hasn't happened to the level that has just happened in fishing, the way that has happened in esports and gaming entertainment, right? Because, up, I mean, still to this day, uh, and I, I'm not talking shit, like it... it professional players deserve what they what they what they get from mm -hmm. a salary perspective but the disruption came with people when people like optic came into play and we said hey look at us look at our youtube channel look at our views don't look at this company who only competes and that's all they do yep. you know what i mean so it happened in fishing it's gonna happen in golf and it's like obviously from i mean think about the opportunity and i know you have obviously but i'm saying this just for for anybody watching think about the opportunity that anybody watching this has like i have a lot of dogs if i wanted to create a dog channel i would be the perfect guy to create, create a dog channel is there a dog vlog out there there isn't there are massive like yeah. uh there, there are massive like uh influencer dogs out there mm. uh crusoe being mm -hmm. one of them and i'm only know because my daughter and jude are into that i'm not into that but that is a massive industry as well without question yeah you know what i mean i think look i i can i can place my bets on on, on other shit but i think that pets is like the next thing that's gonna i mean it's already big so i guess it's just adding on to that yeah it's already a multi-billion dollar industry uh, i mean the amount of pet food sold per day but yeah i, I totally agree with you so we buy 90 percent of it. i can I, <laughs> yeah you guys have five uh eight what huh why, why don't we have a channel do I we know. do i need to help you guys put together a channel yes, we please. need a dog channel yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be amazing 100%. henry the great and his crew oh, of mates yeah that's what we need Holy to do shit, but I, I we were talking about this for the podcast right that uh you know, I think that where I see a lot of value is in these channels that aren't in the the biggest spaces like gaming and mm -hmm. beauty. I see a lot of opportunity in these smaller genres of content, home renovation. You said, you know, fishing, hunting. Yep. Yep, yep. That's where I see a lot of opportunity for even creators trying to break through. I'm so sick of hearing that you can't start a YouTube channel now and actually 
you know, gain followers and gain traction. Yes, you can just be original. You can't make the same gaming videos a typical gamer makes and think you're just gonna blow up and be as popular as him. It's not gonna happen. Mm -mm. You have to be original, you have to innovate, and there's a lot of areas on YouTube that you can do that right yeah. now. A lot. Again, I don't wanna fucking beat at that horse, but anything and everything that anyone is interested in, interested in that wants to create a piece of content, guess what? You're not the only human that likes that one thing that you do. Mm -hmm. Graffiti, for example, there's like two dudes that do not that maybe like three to four million views a month that's three to four million views a month yeah that can equate to let's call it an eight thousand dollar check a month yeah you know what i mean creating something yeah zhc is gonna do i don't know 75 million views a month yeah. on you know creativity and yeah and in a, like he's uh what was his latest videos like customizing a tesla i believe something no, like the latest that, one is right? uh customizing a 10 million dollar house there you go yeah yeah i didn't watch i i, I no bullshit, not because of him or anything. I've never watched. Uh, I watched the one he did with Rug because I... The I, Lamborghini. I, yeah, yeah, Lamborghini. But I don't watch like anything else. When I started seeing his numbers, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Then I saw uh, Vex. He's another one. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched Gox, yep. this kid from uh, Mexico, and 1000 from uh, Seattle. Where yep. He lives somewhere else now. But obviously, as an artist, like I watch all this shit, and I'm like, man, I'm, I, I am way too lazy. I suck. I gotta, I gotta make time for art. I gotta make time to upload art, and I just not doing that. Yeah, you you understand like what all goes into that though. Like Zach ZHC puts a lot of time yeah. into his videos. Some videos take weeks to film. Like when they did that bus, mm -hmm. they created that bus for the hype house and delivered that bus to the hype house. Yeah. That bus took ten to twenty days to paint. I mean, it is a long process to get that done. People only see the finished product, yeah. all, like obviously. Uh, but they, they used to, like you get to appreciate what goes into you some know of what these his projects. Problem is? What's that? He's not using spray paint. No, 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 no. Right. But but there's an open area for you to come into that world yeah. where it's a lot of paint markers yeah, yeah, and yeah. be the spray exactly. paint channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Um, dude, I, I just, I love YouTube. There's nothing in this world that has intrigued me more. And obviously I've made a life off of it and I, I, I consider it my passion. But anything i mean think uh, look i don't want to sit here and fucking call out channels so let's just let's just move on because i i, I do find it super interesting um obviously with with your podcast that mm. uh creator economics which will be listed in the description down below go check it out go subscribe go do all that um you have you you've had pretty cool guests obviously for you it's like really easy to say yo yeah jimmy yo preston yo uh, whoever, yeah, come on. At what point are you gonna start bringing in those those uh, those? Cause uh, I would, like, our, like my like my guys. When yeah. are we gonna start bringing them? The, the reason I ask is because for me it would have been like uh, episode fucking one, baby. <laughs> Let's fucking get this shit started. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I wanna I wanna bring in. Everyone hears me talk about Jimmy and Preston and Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they will be on the podcast. Trust me, Jimmy yeah, yeah. Preston will eventually be on there. But the first guest was like Leon Hart. Yep. Pokemon cards is yep. blowing up right now. Like we also want to be you know, cautious of like what's popular on YouTube. Like my brain kind of goes to like, okay, what videos are popping yeah. off? What new creators are coming yeah. up? Pokemon cards, huge, uh, huge like interest right now with like Charizard and everything else. And so we wanted to bring on Leon Hart for the first episode. And yeah. so we'll, uh, we'll do the second episode with a client of ours. And then we're actually doing more like CEOs of digital media mm -hmm. companies first. When are you gonna do Gary Vee? Uh, that's a great question. Maybe, maybe like ten to fifteen episodes from now, we, yeah. we do Gary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I love Gary. Uh, obviously, we get along fine. Like whatever. But every so often, and I don't consume his content as much as I as I, I used to, either. right? But every so often, like I'll see a two thousand and nine clip, and I'm like, this mother, 
saw right? the fucking future. Cut that. He saw the future of this thing. And I just can't believe how somebody has that sort of a magic eight ball. Is that a thing? Yeah, magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I consider myself a future teller in, in gaming and esports and, and well, esports specifically in, in entertainment. But man, this dude like did it across like everything, yeah. right? Like obviously, like he, he was just doing how he was talking about how the world's going to change and how everybody's going to be more influencer, blah blah blah, and then. He just dropped another thing where it says Chipotle has just like gone super in on TikTok and like they're going where the eyeballs are instead of all these old old dudes that are NBC, CBS, and all this thing. Where do you where at what at, like where do you see your podcast going? Like, what's the end goal for the podcast if there is any? Because I sure yeah. as fuck don't have one for mine. Yeah, we don't. It was so Blake and I have been talking about this for a year. We wanted to do a podcast. I just enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy talking to interesting people. I enjoy talking about this space. And and our goal with it is like, if there's one person or two people out there that can be inspired by this podcast that didn't understand the industry or started a YouTube channel or heard us say something about click-through rate and yeah. started focusing on thumbnails, then like we succeeded. Yeah. And so we're not doing it to be like, hey, in a year we want to have a million subs. Like yeah. I don't, I yeah, honestly yeah. don't care. I got enough clients yeah, with subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> I just enjoy doing it. Like, yeah. It's a lot of fun for Blake and I. I love it, man. Uh, I'm gonna tell you why I love it. One, cause I thought it, it was, it. we needed something like your podcast because mm-hmm. I can only do this, like I don't get into the weeds the way that you guys do in it. And that to me is like super fascinating. And the, and the audience for, for that specific thing is so massive that all, it needs to do is just like be presented to, to the to, to the audience because everybody that watches this, everybody's an aspiring YouTuber no matter what they say. Yeah. Everybody Great. that does anything uh, in gaming or in anything that, that's on YouTube, they want to do that themselves for themselves, right? Like that's the the end goal for everybody is to work for themselves essentially. Mm-hmm. Matt, don't get any ideas? Yeah, Matt. Don't get any ideas? <laughs> um, I keep burping because this Yeah, anyway. Roger, don't get any ideas. Roger, there. don't get any ideas? With lawn chairs and candlelights. What's Can you that? imagine Roger at a lawn chair company? No, he had a. They had a podcast <laughs> called Lawn Chairs. Oh, and that's what we're talking Remember? about. I was like, a lawn chair company. Yeah. Like, that's what you should start, Roger. Yeah. So that's good, man. Uh, again, I was uh, I was talking about how the the end goal for any creator is to be able to hit render and upload and share it with somebody. Any accolades and awards and anything after that is just a cherry on top, right? Agreed. The recognition. Totally agree. Um, and I think that's how most of my clients, honestly, it's how most of them started. Preston was a 14 year old yeah. live streaming on Justin TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy was a 14 year old counting to a hundred thousand, right? They just did it because they loved it. And yeah. then it ultimately started to become a career because they were so embedded in it, they couldn't picture themselves doing anything else, right? And that, I'm not saying the podcast is gonna be like my career, like yeah. I already have a business, yeah. I enjoy running, but it's a thing that I get to do on the side where I get to talk to amazing people, investors listen to our podcast, other people listen to our podcast, yeah. they all reach out, uh, and I've got to meet some awesome people just doing it. Yeah, so I, I think that from a business influencer standpoint, like I think that you're, because people under, the, people need to understand that the, the influencer marketplace doesn't necessarily just apply to people that are YouTubers, right? These are yeah. knowledgeable folks that have a very, uh, very clever way, not clever way, but a, a, a very niche opportunity to present to people, right? I always tell uh, Andy, my business partner, that our podcast you know, as, as much as it's on YouTube, it should also be on uh, on LinkedIn. I don't have a LinkedIn. A LinkedIn is just like, oh, you need to get a LinkedIn. Uh, dude, Gary's too many popping people. on LinkedIn. Dude, Congrats I have to Gary. By every way. single time I, I log into it, all I see is nine nine nine, and I'm just like, I'm I'm never gonna get through this. So yeah. I just you know avoid it. Been avoiding it for a 
five years, seven years, doesn't matter. Long story short, there are people like you who are more of an influencer to the money people mm -hmm. than what they see out there because they see you as the as as a, as a bridge that will sort of close the gap between them wanting to spend money to make money but not knowing necessarily where to invest the money. Yeah, I want I want most of those people to come to me because I'm the one that is, you know, the face of this digital media influencer yeah. world, yeah. not just YouTube, uh, but this whole like ecosystem around digital media and they see my videos on LinkedIn, they see my podcast, they yeah. see like me working with all these larger YouTubers and they just say, "Hey, I need to talk to this guy." Mm -hmm. And I've been able to meet some amazing people because of that. Yeah. We filmed a video with Gary Vee actually two two-ish years ago he came to to dallas for the nfl draft and uh preston sent him a note and he was like hey my manager and i would love to meet up yeah we met up with him in the street he was hounding us on not posting on facebook uh we did like this 20 minute video that's yeah. on his channel right now yeah. quite a quite a while i haven't spoken to him since then so yeah. i would love to have him on the podcast yeah eventually. man look he, he i i was gonna see more of them this year because of the call of duty league obviously oh, yeah. him being a co-owner of the uh of the minnesota Rockers. shout out to them shout out to ashley i was specifically yeah, she's there too yeah yeah, I mean yeah. you you know her, right? Yeah. Like it's it's uh she she too was one of those that you know, unfortunately had a a weird um a weird situation dropped in front of her and she did the best that she could with it. Yeah. And from the beginning she was like, "You know what? I want to be a manager. I want to manage influencers and I want to manage this that and the other." And I'm like, "Well, you're a creator. Like why would you want to do that?" And now she's like killing it as mm -hmm. a as a manager. Like she is the literal um <sighs> Uh, liaison for player ownership, uh, you know, communications and like, I mean, they they done their new rosters insane. Yeah, they're killing it. Um, I don't know. What do you see? What, what about esports? Have you have you thought about that? Like, have you concentrated on that? I, I saw you tweet that. Well, I saw Mr. Yeah. Beast tweet that he wants to own a League of Legends team. Yeah, it's been something that him and I have been talking about for about a year and a half. That if if I ever get back into League of Legends or if I ever get back into esports, it's only going to be League of Legends. Yeah. And so. He, uh, he sent out that tweet yesterday. If people didn't see the tweet, it was like, I need to own a League of Legends team. And people, I commented on it and I was like, everybody chill. Like, I'm yeah. working on yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. And everybody- Wait, but started, you are working on it. Uh, we're, 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 tip, we're, like, we're putting our toe in the water yeah, yeah, to yeah. see like what this could potentially look like if Jimmy and I entered a League of Legends um, organization. Yeah. I'm not going to say that's NA or EU or you know wherever that is. We're just seeing what, what it could look like. Right, and Jimmy only plays League of Legends. Yeah, he's a very good support. Really? He's like a gold, like silver, gold support. Yeah, he's actually so he actually does play that. Very good at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that's play. We play, him and I play League all the time. Yeah, and so that's the only thing we would do. I don't think we'd want to be in Call of Duty. We probably would obviously wouldn't want to be in Overwatch. Yeah, uh, but we would definitely want to League. What do you mean obviously? I just <laughs> I think they're they've struggled with the League a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's obvious. Um, that's cool though, man. Like yeah. I, th I think uh, do do you. Obviously, it's different when you see esports through the lens of having a massive, massive powerhouse the way that Mr. Beast is. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's it works. Obviously, look at me. Look at Nate Shot. Look at um, what other inf influencers own. I mean, Phase is like yeah, a good Phase example exactly. Of, yeah, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. A bunch of like guys that have a, an influence outside of just a Call of Duty team yeah. or a CS:GO team that are creating content, right? And so. I, we haven't even thought about what that would look like or what the strategy would be. We're just kind of, you know, we're having a few conversations. That's all okay. I'll say. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. And and that is that is that something that you thought that you would get back into? Like, where do you see esports from I, an, from from a, from an outsider's perspective? 
having dipped your toes and swam in the in the in the shark waters of esports, where do you see it going from from an influencer perspective? Because right now, yep. as you know, a lot of esports athletes don't necessarily care too much about content. And they probably shouldn't uh, because they want to, I think most esports athletes want to be the best at that specific mm -hmm. game. And if you're streaming on Twitch just to make money, then you probably shouldn't actually be playing as a professional. So that, that I totally understand. What I think of esports, I obviously got to see it from the infinite lens. Uh, to me, I still think a lot of it uh, needs to be figured out. I don't think there's a solid business model yet that people have have found that's like, yeah, that's it. Like mm -hmm. that's how an esports organization should be run. I think there's people doing it very, very well. Um, I, I I think that a lot of these smaller teams are probably going to have to consolidate. So Liquid, Cloud Nine, Hundred Thieves, like the, these teams will be around in a decade. But some of the like. B tier, C tier teams, they're going to have to consolidate uh, or as everything franchises, they just can't like you have to continue to raise capital to keep up. Yeah. And some of these teams are so far ahead that I don't know how you catch up at this point. And so I see a lot of consolidation happening in the next five years. And I think eventually there's going to be probably 10 to 12 teams in North America that dominate the whole industry that have Call of Duty. They have League of Legends. They have all these staple games. Uh, as well as this large content roster that yeah. are not necessarily pros, but they're playing the games on YouTube, on Twitch, on whatever VR platform there's going to be in the future. Uh, and, and then it's also going to be a big merchandise game. And to me, like what I hope ha happens is these esports teams finally realize that like, hey, we should probably start or invest or become a part of a large publisher and developer and see if we can actually create a game that everyone shares ownership in. I just don't know if that's even something that that is feasible it, it, with it all these teams like right now trying to be in different games it is feasible and uh, i would say a game like valorant is like the perfect example of that because mm -hmm. if if riot wouldn't have been the one that created that i mean think about the amount of people that are and and, and and largely the amount of teams that are going into it is because it is riot right not necessarily because it's a proven sport because it's fucking brand new uh so i think that if if people got together so face banks and i once talked about teaming up with Mm, studio to create uh, to take over Blacklight Tango down. Oh, remember Blacklight Tango down? Yeah. So we were going to see what it would take for us to co-own the IP, and we were going to put our our marketing powers behind it, and we were going to you know have like an insane, uh, I mean, in theory, an insane opportunity with having our players play that game also on top of whatever specific game that they did. And the beauty about that is that you would have superstars from every single one. Um, because it would be like a once a month league or whatever. I mean, we didn't go down the the yep. you know too much into it, but the the idea was that we would have uh, our our CS:GO star team up with Scump, team up with our Halo star, and then create this this mesh of of uh, of superstars of other esports and create one that goes. Down. I mean, it's happening in Valorant right yeah. right now, where you have Apex players, uh, Overwatch players, and Jump now Counter Strike players, right? So. So for me, that's like that's that's definitely something that's gonna happen at some point. How or who it, it is that does that, it depends on who's willing to move fast on it. Yeah. Because in this industry, if you sit and plan and fucking just you're dead. You're dead. Do you do you think there's ever a world where eight North America teams and EU teams and Chinese teams team up, put a holding company together, and go buy Riot Games? No. You don't think that'll no, ever happen? No, I, I think if anybody was going to be in a position to do something like that, would be something like Tencent uh, or Activision. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, Tencent does own... They own Riot, yeah, yeah 100%, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, no. I mean, to buy it from them, no. I think the easiest part, 
because of how big uh, Tencent and Riot is already, I think the, the best thing would be to create a conglomerate of teams that all agree on one specific business and then all put resources equally into this thing. And you can yeah. call that the franchising model that we're currently living right now. Whether the city-based model or not is a thing or not, or whether it becomes a thing or not, like that remains to be seen. I don't really put too much in, too much thought into the, the whole thing. Like I have fans in fucking Australia. You know, shout course. out to my people yeah. out there. Um, and we're not, we don't have a team there. You know what I mean? So it's, yep. it's, it's it, what, what I don't like is the fact that you're sort of forcing yourself to segregate around a specific area where the internet has no barriers and anybody can access the, the content if they're yeah. allowed to. That's the beauty of esports, right? Like you have an audience everywhere. I, I, I don't know. It'll be, I, I got to see like the, the economics of how these leagues shaped out. And my, my biggest concern, my biggest like grief with the whole thing was like the publishers are killing it yeah. and they're making these teams buy in yeah. and the teams are struggling and having to continually raise capital to stay alive. They're not really getting paid a lot of money from these publishers from the league revenue. Yeah. And so of anyone winning in esports right now, it's the publishers yeah. and the teams need to figure out how do we flip it? So we benefit or we have some type of ownership in these these yeah. publishing companies so we we can actually like do this together instead of the publishers doing it and us riding the coattails and having yeah. to pay all the money yeah look i think i think uh from from a call of duty league perspective i'm super bullish on that i'm gonna tell mm -hmm. you why i know for a fact that some time ago in a very specific game there was a bacon camo drop and I know that it did close to like $4 million in a couple of hours, $4 million in a couple of hours. So I know that at any point, Activision can say, okay, you know what, we, we've tried this lead, this uh, this team ownership thing for long enough. Uh, maybe the economics aren't, aren't as great as we thought they were going to be. Here, let me do this. I'm going to flip a switch, make $4 million in three hours, drop your own skin, whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. So you could be a team skin or you can come up with your own bacon skin and just drop it a burger i mean you name it you can put anything out there and people are going to want to have it just because they collect skins yeah you know what i mean so i think that there's there's still also in in esports there's like we're barely scratching the surface everybody's still finding their footing unfortunately mm -hmm. right uh still finding their footing where you know activision owns call of duty the way that no sport in the world owns the basketball court or basketball like anybody can create content around there um you know, ball is life. Obviously, yep. like that's a massive one. House of Hoops is, mm -hmm. I think, has a bigger platform now than ESPN online. If you can fucking believe that, which I can, cut that. Um, I just, I just see this new age thing being so massive that who cares if 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 traditional ads companies and, and and marketing companies are taking as long as they are to to catch up to the times like who cares let let them be as slow as possible yeah. while we build the biggest one that we can the way the house of house of hoops did to be bigger than espn to the point to where people are going to be like why am i spending money on espn where my demographic is like 50 to 60 or 50 to 100 year olds that already have everything that they would have ever bought how do i get you know uh maddie two shoes that's 12 years old all the way to johnny whatever at 32 that can buy an infinite amount of stuff for the rest of their lives uh, i don't know let them let them take their time like yeah. i i i'm i'm patient i have all the time in the world man yeah yeah we still i still see people confused with the amount of video like views that jimmy pulls on a video and they yeah. they think it's the value of that is so much less because it's on youtube as opposed to if he was pulling that on netflix or on cnbc yeah. 
they'd be like worth $2 million for a commercial, right? But it just hasn't translated yet. So we're, we're still far behind. Yeah. It's, it's sad. And look, I understand markets. I understand that if you're selling uh, uh, Aquafina bottle here, that you're advertising to a million people in France, they're not, they're like, it, it, it gets lost in trans because they can't mm. buy Aquafina. But the point is, is that people in France know what Aquafina is and the brand value that you're generating through that is just, there's no real way to quantify what it means, but it means something. What it does, what it will do, like we don't know that. And, and yeah. that's the sort of metric that somebody needs to figure out. You know, yep. uh, we have the Nielsen ratings or whatever that give you comp scores. Yeah, yeah, you know, they give you the the the, the perceived value mm -hmm. and put a put a put a tack to it. But we don't really know what it means to like what is the what is the beast logo mean? How much is it worth? Mm -hmm. So that to me is like the the other thing. So I'm glad that we're at where we're at because we are the ones that are going to benefit in the end. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I Five years ago, I think people were wondering what the hell I was doing when I started Night Media. They didn't really understand YouTube. They're like, yeah, people don't watch other people play video games. What yeah. are you talking about? And now to see the, the mainstream media kind of lean into this space. We're seeing YouTubers on talk shows. We're seeing, you know, TechCrunch write about Mr. Beast investing in Backbone. Like we're seeing these things finally hit the mainstream media. Not that I even care. Like I think yeah. we have a bigger audience in the mainstream yeah. media, yeah. Yeah. but there's still a lot of people that don't know. Um, and so it's it's exciting, like the the evolution of all of this over the last, you know, three years to see people finally care has been yeah. good. I I love I love that because why do we care? Why do we care if it's on mainstream media or not? Mainstream media needs us more than we need them. The same way that traditional sports companies who invest in esports need us. Mm -hmm. Need like it, it's just not even a question, right? Like we we are the kings of this and con, uh, content consumption here. Then traditional TV, like you have, <coughs> pardon me, you have YouTube TV advertising on regular TV, mm -hmm. paying them to put them out of business. You know, because the second that 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 uh, the stay-at-home mom realizes that paying forty dollars a month to be able to watch the same channels and you don't have to have an AT&T box this big or a, mm -hmm. or, or a uh, one of the whatever, uh, and you can watch any channel cheaper than you can over there, like it, it's it's done. Like it's a done deal. It's the same way when TV was advertising on radio, right? Yeah. It's the same exact thing. You're 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 sort of allowing this trojan horse to enter your business because you want to take the the ad revenue now instead of protecting yourself from saying like no hell no you're not talking to my audience yeah hell no well and we've um like we understand that ad revenue is eventually going to just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger on youtube but like we see so much value in owning our own ip owning yeah. our own property yeah. owning our own consumer products you guys are investing in it right now in the in the hunting and fishing space like we're pushing so hard into okay what products do some of our clients what, what products can they push what will their audience buy so it's like yeah we're, we're excited that advertisers are eventually going to figure it out but we're also ahead of them saying wait we're just going to create our own products we're going to own our own ip we're going to do our own animation and then when, when finally all the dust settles, they're gonna be like, wow, there's actually a larger business here than just a single YouTube channel, Yeah. right? Because the biggest question is, and I don't think a YouTube channel has been able to figure this out yet, is how does it actually turn into a bigger media company? Like when, when Mr. Beast walks away, when Dude Perfect walk away and they no longer wanna film videos, what's next? Like what, what, is, what happens to that channel? Yeah. So what we're trying to figure out, and we've been trying to figure this out for a couple of years, is like, how do you transition a channel away from the main talent or how do you build channels that don't involve some 
individual talent. So when they want to be done, there's still a bigger business there. Yeah. And so a lot of our focus has been on that. And I agree with you, the advertising will come along. We're yeah. just gonna have to yeah. wait a little longer. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting, interesting thought. I Because the, the talk has happened, right? Like what if, um, um, oh, what's the guys, the, the vlogger from Chicago, my brain hurts. The, Something like David the Dobrik. Biggest David, thank yeah. you. I'm so sorry, everybody. I know who David Dobrik is. Um, but David Dobrik, for example, right right now he's not vlogging. But if no. he was to ever create an application for himself where people can go and he can use his channel to advertise it or give a clip or that, like that's where you go. But at that point, you know what where, what's what's the end goal? You can sell your own ads, so you're no longer splitting forty percent of it with with YouTube, and that makes sense. Even if you cut your audience in half, and instead of doing ten million views, you're doing five million views, but you keep yeah, ninety percent yeah. of the of the revenue like that is is worth it. But then again, you're like sort of trying to migrate an audience from one place to another, and that is almost impossible. Yeah, I know. People think they can always do it. Like, yeah. oh, if I have a million on TikTok, I can easily get a million on YouTube. Yeah. That's just not how. Unfortunately, it's not how it works. Unfortunately, uh, David raised, so he just raised a bunch of money to do Dispo, his like disposable app. Yeah. So we'll see. Like creators are now like leaning into being an entrepreneur, yep. which is exciting for me to, to see, because that's like what I said earlier, like we sign entrepreneurs, like we, we don't sign a creator just to manage them and do yeah. brand deals. That's like, yeah, we do it, but I want to sign a creator. And over the course of five years, I want to start nine businesses with you. I want to yeah. invest in software. I want to do all these other things. That's the things that like get us excited. Yeah. So seeing like David, even though he's, you know, kind of competition for some of my creators, seeing him raise that capital, try and lean into software, um, he's not the first one that's going to do that. That's it's just going to be a snowball effect of yeah. other people thinking that they can, you know, and wanting to build bigger companies on top of their brand. Man, the 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 pay to watch model too is something that hasn't even been explored, right? Like everybody's yeah. so conditioned to consuming free content that I, I I don't see a world in which they would even give a shit enough to be like. Yeah, I don't mind paying an extra five dollars to see additional behind the scenes content. Uh, when David Dobrik. Uh, you know, broke his the the champagne bottle, cut mm -hmm. his thing. Like, imagine if that does, he does four minute videos. Imagine if on his application, where you pay a five monthly five dollar monthly subscription subscription to see the rest of that episode, like the true forty minute episode of the true. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. part. Like people will consume that. Yeah, we're already uh, so we're seeing Blake and I talked about this on a podcast. It was like episode number three is like content gated content. Yeah, gated content. Right. Yes. Uh, Logan Paul's doing Maverick Club. Yep. Nelk is doing uh, Full Send Club. I think it's $20 a month. Yeah. So so creators are finally leaning into this. They're saying, hey, I could pull 100 million views a month and do a, have a pretty good living on YouTube, but that yeah. is not sustainable, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna have to grind to do that. Yeah. Or I can build a And, a and really, you're at the mercy of YouTube saying it's like, yeah. you're not safe for advertising. Exactly, you could get demonetized at any second. YouTube's cracking down on yeah. this, right? I think I, in five years, if you're saying the F word a lot on your videos, in my opinion, you're gonna get demonetized. Yeah. No ads for you, yeah. sorry, push memberships yeah. and try and make a yeah. money other way but yeah gated content i think is like the next the next thing 2021 i think will be a big year for for the biggest creators pushing gated content yeah. uh we've seen it like patreon kind of yeah, gives this like yeah. uh tw twitch to some examples kind of gated because yeah. you have subscribers yeah uh, I, i'm i think the biggest creators will push into gated content next year the first one through the wall is the one that gets bruised up the most but they're yeah. more often than not they're the ones that benefit the most out of that i'm trying to think of who the first one was uh, that did what the gated like did a paywall mlg that, tv oh yeah yeah there you go mlg Nate, tv Nate shot just got ripped well, apart no no i'm talking about when mlg tv was advertising or or broadcasting um 
for twenty dollars you can watch in full HD, okay. not just HD, but full HD. And people are doing that, and people just fucking blew up. How dare you do that? Like, don't don't pay and watch the regular shit. But if you want better quality, then pay the extra, you know, the the, yeah. the extra money. So they got a lot of shit for it. Again, ahead of the time to do that, uh, ahead of their time to to push something like that. But I think that that's like. That's inevitable. It yep. will happen. And with the, the, the beauty about this, the beauty about everything that we do is that small communities like these more than ever are more willing to support the creator that they want to support if they, they're giving the chance to. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, it's not far-fetched out there if, if, uh, if Jimmy or, or Scump or you name or Nachad wanted to say, you know what, uh, guys, you guys can do that. But just... I'm gonna work extra hard, therefore I should get extra money. And the way that I'm gonna do that is I'm gonna create this like very exclusive content for my fans that are super down for me to watch me play with uh, with Gary, my new dog, or whatever. Yeah. So I, I I do I do think that within the next two to three years you are gonna see these sort of my not necessarily full migrations, but you are gonna see a lot of a lot of influencer time spent on two platforms: the main ones that they already operate on, and also their 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 one that they're gonna try to build to do that. The other option. Let's go the MCN route with with uh, with with YouTube, where they get a. I mean, they already get a percentage of the channel, but I think that there is a world in which they say, and I'm just making up numbers here. It's like, you know what? We are taking forty right now. Let's continue to do this together. Let me give you whatever it is that you need, and let's do it eighty twenty. We keep twenty, you keep eighty, and let's let's continue the show running on YouTube. Yeah. So you do you think there's a world where YouTube takes I a do. small? Really, I do. Okay, I, I hope I'm at that table because you know yeah. I hope I have the biggest creators and I can yeah. have the biggest microphone saying yeah. we need a bigger percentage. I just don't know if that's ever going to happen. Look, you, you you think I mean look for for forever you've seen these sort of uh, situations in which we're too big to dictate something. We're mm-hmm. too big. We're just too big to to agree to your shitty deal. Like Mr. Beats, you're leaving. Okay, I have PewDiePie, right? But when you start seeing the the group of people leaving or the group of people demanding mm-hmm. or focusing more time on something else because it's inevitable when when mr beast decides to spend his time on two different platforms one the traditional ones that he does and the other one here and little by little he starts creating even better content on this and doesn't necessarily release that on that or they do but there's more content here yep. there is going to be that shift where they you know youtube is going to be is, is going to see this thing happening and there's zero chance that they just sit around to do that yeah there are millions and upon millions upon millions upon millions of channels i get that but top creators are top creators and that is it yeah, we saw it with streaming, right? Exclusive stream rights, exactly. Twitch signing everyone, Mixer Ninja, like yeah, yeah. everyone knows the whole story. So I hope you're right. I hope that YouTube eventually says, okay, we're done taking just 45%. We're willing to negotiate this. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if, if, if they even need to do that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, a good show of of, uh, of willingness to continue to support creators is goes as simple as like, I'm gonna give you an extra 5%. Mm-hmm. Thank you, preferred, right? I'm gonna give you an extra ten percent. Something meaningful to where I mean, God, it's a rounding error for them by now. Right? Yeah, it's nothing to them now. Yeah, Roblox did that. I think initially Roblox uh, developers creating games and stuff on Roblox were taking eighteen. Now it's thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, so they've adjusted their model over yeah. the last few years to pay developers more to incentivize people to make more money and you know create more content. Yeah. So I hope you're right. I I don't know if all I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm betting on it. I mean, I'm not yeah. betting on it because I'm not. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not that vested into like the one specific thing. But I do think that it's it's like inevitable that that things get better for creators. I mean, yeah, they they've done a good job of creating other mechanisms for creators to make money. 
I feel like I'm just like speaking on behalf of YouTube at this point, yeah. but they have, you know, memberships and that you can do gated content through memberships mm -hmm. and things like that. So they're, they're, they're pushing the ball. They're continue to push yeah. the ball in ways where creators can make yeah. more money. Uh, creators just aren't utilizing it yet. I think most of them make a majority of their money off AdSense. Yeah. That's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Well, again, you know, whether it's is them giving an extra, you know, percentage point here and there or allowing more more ability for people to make more money in different areas. Like, I, I think that adding the people, uh, your store to YouTube, like that's super cool. Mm -hmm. Every video you get to buy your own T-shirt like that's super cool. That the yep. more of that is, is what's going to be needed. And the second I mean, let's be honest, the second that you're able to get the donations, the gifteds on YouTube, like what is Aside from guaranteed deals, like what is really keeping you there? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't know how how that works. And again, that's the advantage that YouTube has that I don't think Twitch could ever catch up to personally. Yeah, yeah. And last note on gated content, like we, I think Logan Paul and has layered it well enough to where it's it hasn't wasn't seen as negative. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, like as creators and if any are watching this podcast, hopefully, just think about if I'm gonna make someone pay for content it needs to be far and above yes. better or I need to provide more value yes. than what you're currently getting for free. Yeah. And I think if creators start doing it with that in mind, a lot of them are going to be successful with that I model. Agree. I agree. Uh, any closing comments? I know I've taken like, you know, we're, we're, we're having fun. No, here. man, it's fun. I, I appreciate you having me on. So I know we've been talking about this for a long time, long but I'm time. glad I finally you know, yeah. got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, I know you're busy. You're right down the street, though. So as soon as COVID goes back to normal, let's do dinner. Let's do like all the fun stuff that we've missed out on. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's episode number 75 in the books. All of Reed's information is going to be in the description up below. Obviously, check out the podcast. I cannot stress this enough. Check out the podcast if you want to learn the way that I've been learning. Because as, as much as you think you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I've learned a lot from from that. Specifically, like, you know, at what point would I have learned or would I have known if I sit down and don't read everything or play at this level? At what point would I have known that if you say the F word, it drops down like significantly, right? Like, yeah. unless you're sitting down, like, Matt should have been reading that. Yeah, he swears all the time. God What's going on with it, him? I, 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 I've i talked to him about that. He doesn't care. Oh, Nate? Yeah, he doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about my Maddie. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You can't swear either, man. Sorry. Yeah. Leap, um, leap all that stuff out. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he he does. He's clean. I mean, if you think about it, he's like really wholesome. Nate is. Like he'll drop the swear words, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, he's not out there like wilding out on camera. He clickbaited me hard on that last video though. Yeah. But like, hey, I clicked and yeah. I watched, so yeah. it worked. I knew I knew what was happening because we did the same thing. Yeah, we did the same thing. He's like, we got. I don't know what, we, <laughs> but but we. It was around Christmas. And we had a dog. Well, my my the, our new one. You see me. She's she's the only girl in the pack. Um, mini golden doodle, beautiful dog. Uh, my wife was holding her. Uh, Liv was to the side of me, and I was in there. And then we put a present over it, and it was the title was like we you know something along the lines of like we have something to tell you. And uh, so I didn't get clickbaited because I knew he was getting a dog, and that yeah. What what was like over the top was him putting his hand on top of her stomach. <laughs> what a sad. Twitter was on fire. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Banks like super <laughs> fell for it and said that I hope that your little kid joins my clan instead of yours, <laughs> uh, which is super cool. Anyway, Reed, brother, thank you so Thanks, much, man. man. I appreciate Thanks you. Thank on. you for the gifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll pass those to the boys, uh, and then uh, uh, Seth's my neighbor, so I'll, I'll take that with there you. you go. Hitch, make sure Hitch gets one. Yeah. Seth, and then uh, your daughter wanted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that one. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Again, check out that podcast, Creator Economics. Super, super good. Um, I've learned a lot, so I highly, highly recommend it. One of my favorite podcasts, if not my favorite podcast, that, like for this year. So uh, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you guys on the next one. Matt, hit him with the music.